This is the Macmillan Library Podcast, a community conversation maker, bringing you curated conversations with Macmillan librarians, community members, authors, musicians, artists, and more. Welcome to the podcast. We're having a wrap-up of our book club, Prost Proxima. I have Eric, a librarian here at Macmillan with me, who also does the book club. Hey, everybody. And this is a new book club we're trying. It's off-site. It's at Tom's. Uh, It's just a five-minute, three-minute walk from here. Yeah, just down the block. Great. And we get to go upstairs. We kind of have it by ourselves so we can talk about the book and... We order some hors d'oeuvres that you can partake in. You can order other food if you'd like. You can order some drinks to have. So we are a little different environment to be able to discuss the book, not just in the library, but getting out there if you're wanting to have a drink and discuss a book. Come on by. Yeah, it was fun. Um, We had some good conversations. Our book this Last month, what we just did was Ready Player One because it is coming out as a movie and we thought it was a a good time to reread it in my case and brush up before the movie. Uh, So Eric um, is going to tell us, we're both going to give some of our first impressions of the book. Um, We're going to try to steer away from most spoilers so that you can still read it. The book will be available on a display on the first floor uh, with the study questions uh, for this month until we meet next time. And the other book, if you want to talk about it for next month, is available at the information desk on the second floor. Yep. And um, we're doing kind of a science-y science fiction theme, at least to start out with the book club. Um, We're going to switch back and forth between fiction and nonfiction. So um, Colin is the fiction guy. I'm the nonfiction guy. Next one we'll be going, we'll be reading uh, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, He's kind of a rock star physicist person that many of you may have heard of. The book has been on the bestseller list for quite some time. Um, and it's a small book, um, thus the four people in a hurry shouldn't bust your brain too badly, but, uh, kind of thinking about questions about the universe and fun stuff like that. So I hope you give it a try. Well, it shouldn't bust your brain. And I am looking forward to reading. I've been meaning to read it for a while. And in my case, as you may find out, I'm an audiobook addict so i probably will listen to it on audiobook even though it is very short (laughs) yeah um so what are your first impressions reading ready player one well um this was kind of fun for me particularly because the premise is that there's a lot of uh, reference to 80s pop culture um And I was a teen in the 80s, so a lot of these things uh, 
sound pretty familiar to me. I wasn't um, much of a video game guy, but there are a lot of other things that they talk about that are kind of fun to remember. Uh, yeah, a friend recommended this. I listened to it. It's read by Will Wheaton. Uh, so the audiobook is fantastic. Um, I was a little skeptical at first, um, which I've been reading a lot of reviews and stuff on the book since the movie's coming out, more and more are coming out. And there's some criticism of it not being written very well. Um, when I first started it on audiobook, I was a little hesitant. I didn't know. I didn't think it was written very well. But once you get past a certain point of the exposition, it's kind of like you do hit that ready player one. And like you start a ongoing video game where it's a side scrolling, it's moving. And you can't really ever stop until you've reached the end. So whether, I don't know, whether you start to enjoy it or not, once you get to like a chapter or two, you're kind of just pulled along for the rest of the time. It goes by, especially the audiobook. I just really couldn't stop listening to it. Yep. It's very fun. Do you have a, a reading from the beginning that maybe could give a taste of what it might be like? Yeah, this is um, It's not going to spoil anything for anybody, but um, like I mentioned, there's a very strong 80s pop culture theme. And the, the general idea is that um, this guy who has invented something that's sort of the next step beyond the internet, it's a virtual reality environment that everyone shares in, has died, and um, he has left his fortune um, in an Easter egg hidden somewhere in the game. So whoever finds this uh, controls his money and the whole virtual reality environment, which is called the Oasis. So as you can imagine, there are zillions of people searching for this thing, and they know that 80s pop culture is important. So the main character is visiting his friend H in H's uh, offline virtual reality basement hangout. H himself was sprawled on one of the chat room's three couches, which were arrayed in a U-shape in front of the TV. H's avatar was a tall, broad-shouldered Caucasian male with dark hair and brown eyes. I'd ask him once if he looked anything like his avatar in real life, and he jokingly replied, Yes, but in real life, I'm even more handsome. As I walked over, he glanced up from the Intellivision game he was playing. His distinctive Cheshire grin stretched from ear to ear. Z, he shouted, what is up, amigo? He stretched out his right hand and gave me five as I dropped onto the couch opposite him. H had started calling me Z shortly after I met him. He liked to give people single letter nicknames. H pronounced his own avatar's name, just like the letter H. What up, Humperdink, I said. This was a game we played. I always called him by some random H name like Harry, Hubert, Henry, or Hogan. I was making guesses at his real first name, which he'd once confided to me began with the letter H. I'd known H for a little over three years. He was also a student on Ludus, a senior at OPS number 1172, which was on the opposite side of the planet from my school. We'd met one weekend in a public Gunter chat room and hit it off immediately because we shared all of the same interests, which is to say, one interest a total, all-consuming obsession with Halliday and his Easter egg. A few minutes into our first conversation, I knew H was the real deal, an elite gunter with some serious mental kung fu. 
He had his 80s trivia down cold, and not just the canon stuff either. He was a true Halliday scholar. And he apparently had seen the same qualities in me because he'd given me his contact card and invited me to hang out in the basement whenever I liked. He'd been my closest friend ever since. Awesome. Yeah, that gives a little a little taste of what it's like. Another great thing for nostalgia and another criticism is there are an innumerable amount of 80s references down to very specific details. There are details of specific television show episodes that, uh, unless you're a true 80s geek, may totally miss you. But um, just kind of the concept that someone out there knows them is, is fun, even if you don't remember really the episode of Family Ties that aired on, you know, May 3rd of 1986 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I definitely didn't get all the references, but a good a good many. And I actually you said you've watched the movie Lady Hawk, right? Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's referenced in the uh book and each time I've read through it just didn't bother to watch it or figure out where it came from. This weekend, I started the movie with my wife. <laughs> it, it wasn't so great. That's <laughs> pretty cheesy. <laughs> uh, but War Games, another movie referenced. I do love that movie. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we had a lot of good conversation with it. Uh, we won't go through all these questions because that would be quite spoilerish i guess yeah as we want to um one of the big questions is that doesn't really spoil it it's just the the oasis becomes a part of daily life for users around the globe uh, what virtual realm such as google facebook icloud do you depend on and what is at stake in the war against ioi the internet service provider that wants to overturn Halliday's affordable open source approach. Um, is it a dangerous mix to mix, dangerous to mix profit and dependence on technology? Which is a really interesting thing to think about as you're going through the book since it's so pertinent to recent events in many different realms, such as Facebook scraping data and the rescinding of is a rescinding right of yeah. net neutrality yep. so that is kind of kind of like what's going on in ready player one net neutrality exists and a group of people want to rescind it and profit from every aspect of it and make it more expensive to get online not just have everyone to be able to get into the oasis yeah, part of the um, sort of the antagonist force in the book, this uh, internet service provider uh, funds its own team of people searching for uh, the Easter egg. Egg hunters are known as gunters. And um, this company basically has these folks sign a contract and they go out searching for the Easter egg. And if they find it, then they're obliged to turn it over to this internet service provider, which will then own all of the Oasis and begin charging people 
where up until now uh, it has been free. So they're definitely looking to make a profit. Yeah, and there's an interesting thing I found while looking for questions and commentary on the book that Andy Weir, the author of The Martian, actually wrote a short fan fiction story named Lassero. And Ernest Klein has said that it is now canon and part of the story. And it sheds light on one of the main characters, Sorrento. Um, and it kind of changed kind of changed the whole book for me. Just that little snippet. You can find it online. I'll print out a copy to have by the Ready Player One books as well. Um, but I guess it'd be up to you if you want to read it first or read it after, because it definitely will change how you read the book if you read it first. And in chronological order, it is bef- takes place before the book. So... Tough choice there. Yeah. Uh, and when is the next book club? Uh, the next book club is going to be uh, Wednesday, April 18th at 7 o'clock. And again, that is at uh, Tom's on Grand, which is just, uh, well, it's on the next whole block um, west from the library. If you head down Grand from the library toward the river, um, you uh, will pass. Um, the uh, phone company, and then it's there on the corner between the phone company and the uh, post office. Great. So come grab a drink and discuss some astrophysics with us. Yeah. Uh, let us know if you want, if you like this kind of a recap, or if you want a more in-depth discussion with spoilers in the future. Um, we'll see. But hopefully, you join us. Thank you. Yeah. For the reading part, I'll just start reading and then you give me some kind of signal when you're like, Eric, stop already. Okay. <laughs> I'll throw up. <laughs> Ew. How's that for a signal? <laughs> Ew. Because that part goes on for a while, but just to give people kind of a taste of the 80s-ness. 80s, 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 